welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the show. Rick Roberts here today, and I've got a delightful interview with Rhonda Corey that I'm going to share with you in just a couple of seconds. But I did want to take a quick minute and thank our Patreon supporter for this episode, Alan Smith. Alan, appreciate you supporting the podcast over the years, and this one in particular is all from you. So thank you very much for doing that. Let's get into this week's interview with Rhonda Corey. Rhonda is a, a great, cheerful thoughtful comedian based in Rhode Island and I met her several years ago when she signed up to take the online writing class and it's been amazing to watch how quickly she's developed how hard she's worked at it and also uh, just to notice how much she's invested in her comedy and how it's starting to pay off now so let's jump right into the interview with clean comedian Rhonda Corey <laughs> Rhonda Corey, what is going on? Hey, Rick Roberts. <laughs> hey, I know it's cold where you're at. It's a little chilly where I'm at, but it's been a, a pretty good year for you, a pretty hot year, so I wanted to get you on the phone before I couldn't get a hold of you anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, you've been doing a lot this year, and you know what's funny is I've, I was trying to think of when we first started talking, and uh, I looked back, uh, and it was in October of 2014. First time that I think I can't remember if you called me or we talked over the. I know we talked over the phone because you were up in a neck of the woods where there wasn't a lot of open mics and you're part of Take Two Ministries of doing comedy, but you just didn't have a a place to go to 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 get it rolling. If I remember, yeah, I didn't. It was um, you know I was so green and so new to this, and I just I didn't know any other comics. I kind of started this and you know like in the wilderness uh, for me. I just um, I started um, up with a woman speaker. Like that's how I started doing comedy. Just totally different than everyone else. So um, yeah, I called you when I found out about um, the Christian Comedian Association. I had no idea about it. And then I found out that you had an online course and that was like saving grace to me. Yeah, that's right. We um, connected over that. And as soon as you started doing your homework and sending it in. I was like, uh-oh, this girl knows what she's doing. She's, she's armed and dangerous. And you, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you're really good at writing like really tight from the very beginning. And sometimes that can be the hardest part to uh, convince somebody that you don't have to use every word in the dictionary before you get to the punchline. You were very efficient from the beginning. So it was, I'll, I'll say this. It was, it was fun reviewing your homework and getting it back to you because I didn't have to keep repeating the same advice over and over again. Oh, well, you were a good teacher and the course really, the course was amazing because I really felt like when I um, looked at my material, my, you know, my setups were so long. They were, you know, they took like an hour and then I'd get to the punchline. But, um, you know, you taught me how to edit through your course and, you know, just through our talk. So, that was great. That was so helpful to me. And that showed me that, you know, you don't set up for an hour and then, and then hit your punchline. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I think when most people start doing comedy, I mean, 
to be honest, most people kind of stumble into it or they, they would they think they're going to try it and they invite some friends to the first night and they have success. And then, you know, they get to come back the next week and they think all of a sudden they have to write, I mean, right out of the gate, they're putting pressure on themselves to write a new five minutes. And they're like, five minutes, I've got to fill five minutes. So they make the setup 50 seconds and the punchline 10. And, you know, really, I think when people first start, the open mic should say, you've got one minute, tell us five jokes and just make you get it down. <laughs> you know, like, and then when you go from doing open mics to MC work, you know, a lot of times you're used to doing five or seven minute sets and now you're doing 15 and, and then people start stretching again. And, you know, it's always good to push yourself and, and put yourself in uncomfortable spots so you can get better. But I think comedy gets rushed just because people see a little bit of success. They think, you know, I'll just triple this and, and fill up 15 minutes and just make my setups longer. And it's, I don't know, it's just one of those traps that people fall into. But like you said, you had some jokes with some longer setups and we started editing things down, but it, that gives you time to pause and relax and enjoy the, the laughter. And I, what I've noticed about your most recent sets that you posted and in your demo video is you have such economy of words that when you deliver the punchline, it's so natural and you can just take a breath in the crowd. Have you noticed how long your laughs are getting after your punchlines? Yeah, they definitely are longer, which is a really nice feeling. Yeah, it takes a lot of stress off of having to set up the next thing. And the punchlines, I've got to say, Rhonda, uh, your misdirections are so strong that it's its like a double laugh from the audience sometimes. Like they laugh and they're like, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, some of them, it takes a few minutes to, to figure out like, oh, that's what she was saying. You know, it depends on the audience. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of pick your brain a little bit. The the last year or so, I've noticed, and you've been doing this for a while, but last year you attended one of the Clean Comedy Challenges. How many of those have you been to all together first? Okay, so I think the first one I went to was actually in 2017. And um, the funny thing is, is I really never had a lot of stage time. And I was so upset, like, why am I not getting better? You know, I need to get better. And I actually went back and I wrote down how much, how many times I've been on stage because I wasn't doing open mics. Um, and I really didn't know about the open mics around here. Um, I knew there were really not any super clean open mics, so to speak. So, um, you know, I kind of shied away from that. Um, but I had no stage time. I wrote it down. I'm like, well, there you go. This is the problem. Um, so I had gone to, uh, yeah, I think it was 2017. I went to my very first clean comedy challenge. It was in Chicago. And Rick, I have to tell you, it was so amazing. I just, I loved it. I learned so much and you had to do a tight three minute set. Um, I think you had to do two three minute sets and then a two minute set. And then if you made it onto the finals, you made, I think it was like a, for four or five or six minutes that I can't remember exactly. So I came home so jazzed from that, um, that I was so upset that I hadn't, uh, booked to the next one. They had two of them that year. And the other one was that in Pasadena, um, at, uh, the ice house. Mm -hmm. And so I like begged, borrowed and stole to get there. <laughs> because I, I just, I had to go. I, I just, I can't even tell you. That's all I thought about. 
So I went there and it was, it was awesome. It was totally different from the one in Chicago, which was really neat. And, um, I just, I don't know, that really propelled me, I have to say. I mean, I think there's three major things that happened um, just to get me going. One was joining the CCA. The other was taking your course. And the third one was the Clean Comedy Challenge. And, um, yeah, so then I went to, they had, they had one, an online one that you could submit to Nashville for 2018. So I attended that one. I didn't place in any of these, by the way. And so that was it. I came back with a vengeance and I was like, I need to do something. And Marty Simpson said, you know what, go, go to open mics. So I just started hitting open mics. And um, that really helped a lot. Um, I went to Chicago and I really wanted to at least place, you know, mm-hmm. and I ended up winning. I think I was um, as baffled as, you know, as anyone. I was just, oh, my word. It was so awesome, though. You mentioned, so you went to the Chicago one and the Pasadena one, and you said that the Pasadena one was completely different. Is it the the instructors and and kind of the sessions that makes it completely different, or was it that you brought different material and that made it different? Um, I think it's, it's uh, everything. Um, the difference was, I mean, there's different contestants. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different, uh, you know, it's a different club, so it's a different feeling. Um, there were different instructors there, so that was a whole different feeling as well, and you learn different things. And so it was just, you know, the whole the whole thing. It was It was awesome, though. They were both awesome, but they were both so different. That's great, because I'd never thought about, I, mean, I do know that Leslie puts these in different locations and there's different people, you know, helping out. But to hear that it was that different in two different locations uh, might be inspiring for somebody that's been to one maybe a couple of years ago and and would like to go to another one. But, you know, your voucher and saying that, yeah, it is, it is worthwhile and it's, it is different enough that you'll get something out of the second time around as well. So that's pretty cool. I'd imagine in those situations, just like at uh, this Christian Comedy Association conference, sometimes you'll tell the same joke in in two different situations and you'll get conflicting feedback where like somebody will say, Hey, that's exactly how you should do that joke. And you do it somewhere else. Somebody's like, Oh, you're doing it all wrong. Have you had any, any of those things where you've had to, you know, pick the best advice from both sides of it and just stick with your gut feeling when it comes down to it? Cause comedy is such a personal yet subjective thing that you do need to kind of stand up for yourself in some areas as well as take advice. Yeah, actually, at this past challenge, I did get um, a couple of conflicting um, ideas um, from different, you know, different uh, coaches. And uh, so I I did. I had to go with my gut feeling on that and what I felt, you know, because it can be a little confusing when you have, you know, different people that you look up to and respect telling you a couple of different things. But I think when it comes right down to it, you really have to go with your gut. Yeah, and the audience will always kind of override the uh, <laughs> any other advice you get. Like, <laughs> I've had jokes where I completely messed it up, but oh, what, this is the best reaction I've ever got. Guess what? I'm going to completely mess it up from here on out because it seems, <laughs> yeah. seems to be the best way to go about it. You know, it is funny. That's how so it. true. That's so true. Now, tell everybody like, where you live because people are saying, you know, maybe think it shouldn't have a lot of open mics to go to. Well, I've got ten of them. 
you know, tell us about where you're at and what you're doing to get on stage more up, up where you're at as far as either creating your own open mics or how far you have to drive to get to the ones that are near you. Okay, so I'm in Rhode Island, and it is a real state, by the way. Um, and there really are open mics here. Um, I just didn't know that circuit. You know, I started in churches. Um, so there was nobody doing comedy in churches around here. Nobody. So, I mean, I felt isolated. But there is a whole group of comics out here, and I've been introduced to them lately. Um, I just started working for a company called Funny for Funds as well, and uh, they're a fundraising company that does that raises money for different causes using comedy as the vehicle. So um, it's really wonderful. I love the heart behind it, and uh, you know, it's it's comedy with a purpose. So you know, I'm all about that. That's great. And is that just local to the Northeast or is that a nationwide group? Well, actually, they are franchising and they're expanding. So um, right now it's pretty much in the Northeast. But, you know, I don't doubt that it's going to it's going to go national. That's great. And you mentioned, too, you started out doing comedy in churches. Uh, tell us a little bit about Take Two Ministries and what, what you two do when you go out and put on an event. Right. So this is how I started. I started, I was paired up with a woman speaker. She's amazing, Gail Cooper. Um, and so we would go to uh, different churches and I would start off, I'd usually open with comedy because her story is a little heavy. And so, and then she would speak and we did uh, primarily women's events. And we're still, you know, we are still together, but since then I have branched off on my own doing Rhonda Corey comedy. Um, that started, that started around last year, you know, a little bit before the clean comedy challenge. So that's what really, you know, propelled me to just to go forward with this. And you've had some, some good shows. Didn't you have Ross Bennett on a show or two that you put together up there? Yeah, so there's not, um, comedy in churches around here is, uh, you know, it's not like it is in the South. Um, so I'm trying to introduce comedy into this area, and I've been so fortunate to have some, to work with some amazing comics from the CCA, uh, like Ross Bennett, uh, like Joey Aiello, um, Al Smith. Sandy, um, you know, Sandy Joy. Um, it's been awesome. And we also just recently had the, uh, I love this, this has, this takes a breath full, um, the Northeast Regional Christian Comedian Association Conference. Oh, did I just, yeah. I, I just lost all my time here. I just say NERCA, saying that. But, but thanks for spelling that. Yeah, NERCA. Out. I just should have said NERCA because <laughs> that's so much easier, whatever. Yeah. So that was fun. That was the first year that we had it. Uh, we had it here at a, um, a Christian coffee house. And uh, what an amazing show. John Branion. I just, I mean, John Branion just did a, a couple of shows with us. So that was so cool. We had, um, we ended up having seven comics total on that show. And I'll tell you what a showcase it was. It was great. It was great. Now that you've got some shows under your belt and some video, I know that in the past couple of months you've been working on putting together a little demo video to help you get some more work. And I know everybody listening is always struggling with putting together the best video they can. And it can be painful to watch yourself. We all feel that way. But 
what mm-hmm. you know what successes and what challenges have you found with putting together that demo video? I know you sent sent it to me to take a look at, it and there had there was some great stuff in there. Just a couple little things that I suggested changing, but have you got it finished now? Are you happy with it? Okay, so it is up on my website, but I do want to change it. (laughs) Um, So it's, you know, I guess everything is a work in progress. And so that is a work in progress right now, as is my website. There's so many updates that I that I need to make. But um, actually, that video video, I do want to make uh, some changes on it, um, you know, just to make it, you know, current. But um, yeah, it's, it's really hard watching yourself. I do record everything. I had bought a camera from the get-go and that's one of the best things that I ever did. Um, I bought a camera. I record every single, um, every single time I'm on stage, I record it, whether it's with that camcorder or whether it's, um, with my phone, just so I can, you know, painfully watch it back. But I think that's so important. So, um, you know, I always, I'll have clips because um, I always set up my camera. So I had to go back and watch clips, which like I said, is very painful and not fun. But I picked clips, you know, where I, you know, I maybe I like the jokes or the audience really like the jokes and, um, you know, put um, a few testimonials on with that. And so that's how I put together um, my um, demo. I am fortunate because my son um, does video. You know, he went to school for that. So, you know, that was worth the $50,000, I think, of education (laughs) to put together a video. Yeah. No, so, I mean, you know, he did help me, which I'm really glad he, you know, he helped me put that together. So that's that's helpful. But, um, yeah, so like I said, I do need to update it, but... I think it's important to have video and and um, you know and such on your on your website. So just so they can take a look at you. I mean, it's never it's never the same as being in an audience and and you know because you don't get that same feeling. But just so they can get an idea of you know of what it's like to have you on their stage. Right, and you know as much of the video about your show is important. You know, sometimes just the whoever's going to hire you just seeing that the audience is there and the size of the audience, you know, sometimes your best video comes in front of 10 people and you're like, ah, I don't want to show that. But if you mix in some clips where you're in front of, you know, you've done some conferences like women's conferences where there appears to be three or 400 people there sometimes. And it, it kind of shows them that you, you can work in any environment and that you do work in, in big shows. And that's always kind of a, a little subtle thing you put, into a demo videos, you know, these are the kind of shows that I want to be doing. So here's some clips from the shows that are like that to kind of reinforce that to the potential buyer. Yeah, exactly. And you want to show them like, for me, I mean, my whole thing is I'm a clean comic. I, I don't clean up my act when I do any show. I just, that's how I work. I'm clean. I'm a hundred percent clean a hundred percent of the time. And so I want to show that on, you know, on my videos. Mm-hmm. And the testimonials, like you mentioned, just having whoever hired you afterwards saying a few kind words about you, uh, that's always nice. So you don't have to get on your own video and say, look at me, I'm the best. <laughs> it's always good to have somebody <laughs> else say, yeah, they, they rocked it. But uh, I thought the, the demo was put together well. So, and, and I know you'd like to change it, but if people want to check out what you've put together for your demo, and I'll, I'll put my demo in a link too, they can go check it out. 
and uh, we'll give your website links out here in a minute. But uh, been been a real busy year for you. I know 2019 is around the corner, and if you're like me, I'm, I'm trying to get the first quarter booked up solid, and and so I can visually see some momentum going into the new year. Are there uh, specific venues or people that you'd like to work with in 2019, or what are some of the goals you set out uh, for next year? Well, some of the goals are, I just, I really want to bring, you know, clean comedy into Rhode Island, um, into the Northeast and into, um, different churches. So, um, right now that is where I'm marketing, um, because I want to bring out, you know, some of the headliners from the CCA to come out and work with. It's just, there's nothing, you know, nothing's more fun than working with other comics. It's just, it's so much fun. I love it. I enjoy it. And, um, you know, right now I don't have 45 minutes worth of time. So I actually, you know, need to put on a great show. I need a headliner. So, and it's, it's, it's good for, for both of us. That's great. Three of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, Sure. I mean, the first thing is if you have any warm leads. And what I mean by that is you might know someone who knows someone, a person that they know, you know, so um, that that helps. Um, so that's how I've kind of gotten a few shows. But I am going out there. I have some marketing material that I'm actually sending out. Um, I have, um, you know, I'm promoting my clean comedy and uh, so I'm sending out some marketing materials, and and I'm following up with phone calls, which is fun. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to do, but it's necessary because you know no one's like gonna knock on your door. Right. Yeah. A lot of the the off stage. I mean, comedy is once it's a full time job, depending on on how you run your business. And and you're like me. We both do our own stuff, basically. I mean, it's ninety-nine percent of the work is off stage, and then the one percent doing the show is like, it's not even work when it gets there. That's like the release of all that stress and tension of, of getting the gig, getting to the gig, getting the gig set up. If you get to a point where you get a little stressed out about either bookings or new material, how do you kind of release tension when there's not a show to do, maybe, and you feel like there should have been? Um, I think, you know, one of the things is, you know, always looking back and see where you, you know, you were and, and now seeing where you are. But the other thing is I think you need to create a support system because sometimes we think that we're the only ones that are going through what we're going through, and, and that's not the truth. And I've been very fortunate to establish some amazing uh, relationships with other comics that, you know, I can call up and, you know, just maybe – cry on their shoulder or ask for some advice or, you know, they'll encourage me and vice versa. I mean, there's nothing better than, you know, encouraging someone else. So I think that's really important is to have that support system, to have, you know, to build those relationships um, because there's nothing better than that. Can you give me the names or some backgrounds of some of the people that have helped you in tough times and in good times? Sure. I mean, I have a lot. I am so fortunate. I can't list all of my friends, but I will because I have so many that I'm really fortunate to have. But, um, you know, I can mention some of the mentors that I've had that I'm really um, I'm so um, appreciative of. Um, you, of course, are one of them. I know you're so 
you don't like to take credit, but you have been one of my mentors. Um, Lisa Mills, Kay Dodd, um, Marty Simpson, uh, Sean Reynolds, and I have like so many friends. I don't want to leave anybody out. I could just go on and on and on, but yeah. Well, those are those are good people, and I'm happy to be in the in the group with those folks. And you know, and those folks can say they have Rhonda in their corner as well. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> if they'll admit to it, we don't know. <laughs> well, Rhonda, could you give us your uh, website address, and if you're active on any social media, let us know that, and I'll make sure to put those in the show notes too, so people who just listen to this can take a look at some of your videos and see what you're up to. Sure. Um, my website is rondacorycomedy.com. That's R-H-O-N-D-A. Um, and Facebook, Rhonda Corey Comedy. Um, Instagram, Rhonda Corey Comedy. So, um, and I think on, I'm not a big Twitter person, um, but on Twitter, it's, I think it's Rhonda Corey Co. <laughs> so that's all, you can all right. Well, I'll make sure to put those in the notes and let everybody know how to connect with you. Uh, thanks again for joining us today, Rhonda. All right. Thanks, Rick. Well, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Rhonda Corey, a very insightful gal who is very thoughtful about the way she goes about developing her comedy, and it's great to see the impact she's having with that. No doubt, more good things on the horizon for her, for sure. Thanks again to our Patreon supporter, Alan Smith. If you would like to consider sponsoring the podcast through a monthly donation, you can do that for as little as $2 a month. At $7 a month or more, you get involved with Club 52, and that will be a, an email in your inbox once a week, helping you get more specific and targeted with achieving your goals in comedy, whether it's through writing, performing, networking, or business tips. We're all covered in that Club 52 umbrella. So check that out online at schooloflast.com forward slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you're in the Nashville area, I've got live classes coming up. It's been since June because the schedule has been busy for me, uh, which is good and bad. Uh, good for me, bad for the classes. But January typically slower, and I've got classes lined up for Mondays, January 7, 14, and 21. That's the writing class, in-person, live. If you can't get to Nashville, there's courses available at schooloflast.com. You can check out online and do it at your own pace. But if you're in the Nashville area, why not meet up with some other great aspiring comedians, learn to craft live, and get feedback for your material live from other students as well as me. Again, January 7, 14, 21. To sign up for that, you can shoot me an email, schooloflast at gmail.com, and you can find out more about that at schooloflast.com. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Hopefully you're thankful for something and maybe you thank someone for helping you out or doing what they have done for you during this kind month. Take care, stay safe, and stay funny. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaps.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.